we would like to acknowledge the original inhabitants of this area, the Weot tribe, and thank the past, present, and future stewards of this land. This land acknowledgement does not exist in the past tense. Colonialism is a current ongoing process, and we need to build the mindfulness of our present participation. We all should take action to support our local indigenous communities. Go to honortax.org to find out more about whose land you're on and how to support those tribes. In this show, we talk about religious and personal trauma. Our episodes often include subjects centering around manipulation, gaslighting, coercion, toxic masculinity, patriarchy, shame, guilt, brainwashing, emotional, mental, and physical abuse. If any of these topics are things you don't want to hear today, please feel free to skip this episode. Your mental health is always the top priority. Welcome to It's Our Turn. Welcome to It's Our Turn. Queers in Cults. Is it happening? Is it, is it real? Are we on? Are we live? I think so. I can hear your phone notifications. This is <laughs> so much. You know what? I don't understand how this radio thing works. Like, is it? I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely not. I see what you're like saying. That. Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't. I would I would think of only the negative, not not the positive aspects. And so that's when I think when I thought of spiritual health, I thought of um, the damage that has been done, not the potential that it could be. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's that makes sense. You know, it makes sense that it's easier to see what you have lost. And I, and I, f- I feel that way. I mean, I, you know, it's. I mean, unfortunately, it's a very. Um, I think it's a very common uh, f- symptom of of that experience of just like, you know. I tell people, and it's really a lot of times it's difficult for people to, to, absorb and comprehend. Um, but unfortunately it's the truth that I live that when I talk about my childhood or when I talk about religion or when I talk about these things, you know, like, Oh, what were some positive memories of from your childhood? I don't have a ton yeah. that I can remember. There were many good things that happened to me as a child, but unfortunately a symptom of trauma is that like there was so much bad that you just suppress all of them. Yeah. And so you don't get to, you know, well, what was your, do you have any positive experiences with religion? Not many. I had positive experiences with people. I had positive experiences with community, but I didn't have too many positive experiences with, um, with religion, you know, like, oh, yeah. how, like, how did you learn about spiritual health? I didn't, I didn't, I don't know what spiritual health is, you know? Yeah. And I, I, that's, I mean, that's where. I've, I'm very sure I've said this phrase before, but oftentimes when one goes through a very traumatic religious experience, they often throw the baby out with the bathwater as far as spirituality. Like, I feel like the baby in this situation is, is spirituality. Yeah. And going through the religion, which is like the dirty ass bathwater, like all of it is out, all of it. Yeah. Any yeah. connection to anything higher, and that's that's where a lot of that lost, like, what is the point of my life? Then 
that's where a lot of those, at least for me, a lot of those questions came up because mm -hmm. the direction yeah. and the purpose of my life was no longer, it was all a lie. Every single second of it was a lie. The What I was told what an afterlife was, what I was told as what, mm -hmm. if I lived a certain way that I would be guaranteed this and that. Yep. And just because I was Mormon, I was like, um, like an entitlement or like a privilege that yeah. just because I am one of the saved that I am one of the saved. One of the saved. One of the saved. I am one of the saved. <laughs> and and so there was this like inflated ego, but also like very, very unhealthy, like low, low ego in a, in a different way. And so with that lack of direction and with that lack of connection and spirituality, I certainly lost a lot of my capacity for connection. And yeah. we were talking about this last week where we're talking about emotions and how we often try to like box them up and make them look pretty and you know they have clean margins and <laughs> we can use very clear defined words on how to describe what we're feeling in the moment. And so if they're a box, if emotions in general are a box in the table, on the table, if you open it, it's not just a box on the table. It goes like all the way into the basement. Yeah. But it's because we've been stuffing all of them yeah. deep down in there. Yeah. And so it's no wonder that you have very few and they are hard to access those happy memories from your childhood because they have been shoved so deep down in there. But there's also like a fuck ton of really negative and like traumatic yeah. experiences. So like, how are you supposed to deep dive in there well, yeah. and fish out the good when you have to experience the bad yeah. as well? I mean, if you pull a if you pull a bag of grapes out of the refrigerator and three fourths of them are old and rotten, you're not going to fish through every single one to find the one or two good grapes. And that's how it feels for me. It's like yeah. I'm not going to fish through this pile of rotten food to find the two things that are still worth eating. Like yeah. I'm going to just throw out the whole bunch because it's significantly healthier and easier to throw out the whole bunch than it is to try to fish through all of that gunk to find the one or two things that are worth. Now, eventually it is easier and healthier and uh, not easier. Eventually it is worth it to fish out those two or three good grapes. But that's like years down the road with assistance and guidance and education yep. on how to do that. Support all of that. Not at the beginning of your journey though, usually. And you know, I, I, I was talking to my sister about this and at some point remembering those things or remembering those traumas, there isn't much to learn from, you know, like yeah. it's all cruelty and it's all pain. Like mm -hmm. being a, a child in that situation, there isn't much to learn. You know, it's not like you were doing anything wrong. It's yeah. not like you deserved it, Yeah, but you experienced it. And yes, there were things to learn, but mm -hmm. remembering necessarily doesn't teach you anything. It That's just true. is a yeah. lot of pain. Well, and also two things, you know, like one repetition. So what you experienced, you know, at you know two and three years old will probably happen to you again at four and five and will happen to you again at eight to ten and will happen again. So like you don't have to Ooh, go back to that three and four year old memory to learn that, you know, for me, my father was an asshole. I learned that for the rest of my life. Um, 
so rep it like it's not like well you know yeah that lesson applied my entire life i'm not going to go back to that first memory yeah i'm going to stay at this one that was only five years ago and learn it from that situation yeah and two um uh um what was two repetition and uh i can't remember the other one because because i have trauma <laughs> that's and that is and that a, is a symptom yeah Ooh. i mean so to to bring it back to spirituality at least in what looking back on my memories and like where i felt most spiritual in my religious past was always at girls camp Mm. Uh, spoiler alert I'm a trans guy so mm-hmm. I grew up as a girl quote unquote what uh, what was defined as female and male by their yeah. definition not ours yeah um so yeah I went to girls camp and I there were so many situations where I it was either nighttime and we were looking at the stars you know campfires I mean just being in nature those were the when I think of spirituality and Mormonism, those were the moments that I would have to pinpoint because I was in nature. Like, of of course it's going to be a high spiritual experience of a religion when it's in nature. I mean, the, the first revelation that Mormonism is based on when Joseph Smith apparently saw God the Father and Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And that happened in a grove in a forest that happened that literally happened in a forest so it's like nature was always there it was fundamental to that and that's yeah just to keep going on my my little rant here for a second more sure in nature you know but they often give that credit to humans or to god never mind they don't give any credit to humans they give all the credit to god (laughs) i was talking to a customer and we were talking about grains and he was just like i'm not worried about that because god sealed them up in their perfect little envelope and so they can last forever but this other thing humans process it and like i don't even know what what their rant was about but it's just like why are you giving all of the credit to this fucking white guy Mm. That who's doesn't not, even who's not exist. white, by the way, but your Ooh. version of him, you've decided that you've made him, yeah. <laughs> like, can we not acknowledge the intelligence of this planet? Yeah. Even if this Earth is, however, whatever, 2 million, 2,000 years old, I don't know. Yeah. If they really think it's that short-lived, can we not, I mean, ugh, I get it, God made everything, fuck him. Yeah. But did this, ah, <laughs> uh, the Earth just deserves so much more credit even we deserve so much more credit yeah for what is here like what yeah we are intelligent people and we have the capabilities of doing so much and yet we give all of this credit back to that yeah rant over thank you very much Uh, (laughs) rants are always appreciated tip of the hat (laughs) i enjoy them immensely what we were talking about before the break is you were talking about how humans should get more credit for just spirituality things for the you know this earth and uh, not credit for the earth but credit for things that happen and the earth could sh- should get more credit for basically everything because yeah it 
that that's where we all stem from is from the earth and not from some um from some uh sky daddy have you ever yeah. heard jesus called sky daddy or no, god called sky daddy but i don't like that either so <laughs> i don't like it either but it's kind of funny uh sky daddy. sky daddy yeah um yeah so so the first question that we had listed was actually what is your relationship to spirituality now and i think that that question really goes along with what you were talking about is that well, my relation to spirituality is different, but how I view spirituality now is very much the connection between humans and the earth and the energy that it creates. That's yeah. kind of how I view spirituality. Yeah. I mean, what what else do we have to go on other than the seasons? And mm -hmm. I mean, there's like, yeah, there's just like such a close connection that we used to have with the planet and something went wrong somewhere down the line <laughs> yeah, and then a lot of incest happened yeah. and then here <laughs> we are <laughs> and, then and then yeah i had a moment i was sitting on the beach with a friend of mine this week and um i like the the wind was blowing but the sun was also warm mm. and i just had this moment of like there is a star in the sky that warms our entire planet and it's just been that way forever for as long as we know and it's never burned the planet up and it's never moved away or we've you know obviously I yeah know earth rotates around the sun but like we've never moved away from it it's just an entire solar system exists around this one star that happens to be close enough to the planet to allow human life to exist on it and i'm like it was just one of those i wasn't even taking plant <laughs> medicine that was just a thought i had <laughs> and it's it's one of those where it's like oh like those were the moments here's the segue those are the moments that were used in my upbringing to prove god existed because who else could do that except God. Oh, I Who see. Who else could design such a perfect? Because if we were even one inch closer to the sun, which is not accurate, um, that like if we were even just one inch closer to the sun, the whole world would burn up. And if we were right. one inch away, we would freeze to death. Right. Which is not entirely true, but that was what was told to me. And it yes, was like the, the perfect design. And I mean, this is the perfect design. It we is. can agree on that. I think the difference is who designed it. Not I don't God. think I don't think there was any physical or even like spiritual hand no. in forming what is happening right now. I think I personally think that what we have from science of the evolution of this planet where the big bang happened and like that whole like mm -hmm fact proven fossil like carbon dating ice cores all of this shit that we can prove that this happened to this planet somehow down the line in all of that like tumultuous like hot mess mm -hmm. something cooled down long enough for something to live long enough to start breathing and then yeah. to make a bubble around mm -hmm. this planet that has happened to be the perfect distance away from the sun 
I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how we're here. <laughs> but there <laughs> is absolutely a divine like um design. Yes. To this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I think it's interesting that we started out a a a a, a, a discussion on spirituality and we have now veered into the existence, you know, where did where do we come from? Yeah. Uh, but I mean <laughs> I think it's, it's it's interesting because for me, I can't think about spirituality without thinking about magic, and I can't think about magic without thinking about um, where we came from. Like that's right. Those, those are those are that's a really big connect. Those yeah. are really big gaps. Between, but that's how it goes for me because, and I'm wondering. I'm just thinking now. Yeah. I'm wondering if the entire importance for us, for me. In Christianity, there was a huge importance put on creationism, and there was a huge importance put on rapture. And everything else in between was just biding time. You were just working from one towards the other. Like, that was was it. So I can't think of, I can't think of spirituality without trying to answer the question, where do we come from, where are we going? And those... Yeah that's not the point of spirituality in my opinion it's more about being right here in the moment what are we affecting what are we doing what are how are we engaging with the moment around us is so much more important than where do we come from where are we going you yeah know? yeah not more important in the sense that those don't matter but sure in regards to spirituality that's the priority in my understanding and and and, and perspective of spirituality i mean maybe it's my very American based like definition of spirituality. But to me, as far as like mainstream spirituality goes, it's yoga, it's Mm -hmm. meditation, it's mindfulness. Like that is spirituality. And that requires being so utterly present in where you are. I've, I've, lost why I came this direction but um being I present I, how spirituality is spirituality for me means being in the moment as opposed to where we come from where we're going yeah yeah so like as far as where we came from like a lot of the spirituality that at least I'm also like kind of roping into this is like astrology mm-hmm. or like um um like uh, uh birth charts and like and so that, but that is based on the placement of the stars and the time and the place and the geographic location of when our physical bodies were birthed into this physical plane. Yeah. And so like, that's pretty spiritual in my opinion, but that's also like coming from where we came from. It's studying the stars, which were, which came from where we came from wherever that is wherever that is <laughs> but we're still studying it it mm-hmm. still is i mean it, it kind of goes back to you find whatever reason you want in this yeah. reality mm-hmm. but for a lot of people that gives a lot of reason like understanding yourself based on as something as fundamental as the time and the place that you were brought into this planet that's a powerful thing. That's a lot to know about yourself. I don't think I want to. 
Oh my I, God! I give mean, me mo. <laughs> I know. I know I, don't get me wrong. I would love to be able to understand that and to, but but like, I I think that is incredibly fascinating. I think that I would fucking love to be able to just research that and learn it and really like answer some questions or come up with more questions. I think it's one of the most interesting topics, subjects, experiences that you can have. But in relation to the life I've had and what I've experienced, I'm like, I, it's, I, I don't have the luxury of absorbing, taking on researching discussing you know, a lot of things yeah that aren't just in this moment yeah and I think and I'm wondering if that is an experience that a lot of people not to negate what you're saying but just kind of like to bring it into my reality um, I'm wondering if a lot of people who have experienced trauma are kind of in that same boat where we're left with especially religious trauma you're left with an innumerable amount of questions that you want answered and the capacity to answer none of them. Oh yeah. You know, like you have to survive from day to day. You have to like, for me, I'm like, you know, a day for a, maybe like a day in the person, in the life of someone without trauma may be like, you know, like I'm imagining cause it's not ever something I've ex <laughs> experienced, but like, you know, you, you, you wake up, you get dressed, you make your coffee, you eat breakfast, you take a shower, you go to work. And for me, it's like, open my eyes, try to quiet the demons for enough <laughs> for long enough that I can maybe get 20 more minutes of sleep, fall out of bed, eat something because I'm, I'm going to need enough energy to, con to, to try to rope my mind into control long enough to drink coffee to wake up because I didn't sleep because I have insomnia because you know of everything you know all the stuff I did last night and then and then you know if I can get those demons to be quiet enough maybe I can like get my personality in check before I can go out and try to you know start my world and then every single interaction I have from that point is going to be you know like it's it like when you have these experiences you're kind of your your life is kind of determined for you and so it's it's a really frustrating experience to like have these amazing topics and these questions that need to be answered and, and the whole entire universe to be researched and, and, and to someone else has kind of determined what capacity I have in which to experience it, you know? Yeah. And that's a, I guess that's kind of like, I mean, I totally feel like I just brought everything down, but I was thinking, but it, answers kind of the question of what relationship what is your relationship to spirituality now and for yeah. me it's it's um i it, that's kind of i mean that's it it kind of sums it up as i have so many questions and not really the capacity to be able to answer much of them or or i have an uh, a, a really large capacity to want to experience spirituality and then the desire is there but then not the ability you know like you're talking about when you said yoga and meditation, my first thought was like, man, I'd love to do those. Of and course. I and I should be doing those. But I just, I just, it's, I can't, I feel like I can't because of all of the other steps that, you know, like 
oh, you should get up, wake up early and do yoga in the morning. And I'm like, I'm fighting demons. <laughs> like, I'm, I've got a busy schedule yeah, of feeling guilt. <laughs> and then, ooh, before that, I think I've got a little like panic attack yeah, planned. Exactly. We'll I'm, see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Precisely. I'm trying to drink water. Like that's one of the most difficult things I do every single day is remembering to fucking drink water, which is necessary for survival. Like it's, 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 it's that, like that's my relationship to spirituality, a deep, intense desire to experience it, to want to understand the universe. I want to understand people. Like that's the most, fa- the most fascinating thing in, yeah. my, in my life right now is people. Yeah. I think their behavior it's just absolutely fascinating to me. And I just don't have the capacity to yeah. do that, you know? And that's a, that's a, so I think a lot of people's, if their experiences are like mine, a lot of people's relationship with spirituality is probably um, complicated. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's been my experience as well, as far as like, I just haven't felt connected to anything mm-hmm. for a long time. And I feel like I've, kind of gotten a glimpse i mean uh, like plant medicine has been a really big role in in my connection and like my redefining of what spirituality is because i mean in in plant and fungi medicine there is in a lot i don't know if it's in everyone's experience but in a lot of experiences it all comes down to connecting with nature and because where does the where do the plants and the fungi come from they come from this planet there is a richness under there and i i think it's if i have any like wisdom or advice that I can impart is like understanding that what the connection looks like is entirely up to you Mm -hmm. and I know for a lot of folks at least in my experience that amount of choice is often crippling yeah because it can look like so many different things and of course there's like the shame wrapped into what it looks like and if people can see you and like but but even it's it could be as simple as closing your eyes and imagining yourself in the most beautiful place in nature that you can possibly think of and it can be it can look anything you want you don't have to say you don't have to describe it at all You don't even have to like close your eyes, (laughs) you know, like it can literally be those seconds of Mm -hmm. peace wherever you find a connection to peace. And I think like that's that's like the shred of wisdom that I'm trying to get at here is like if I if I can like hope anything for you, you being the general you is that you feel empowered knowing that you get to choose on your own terms what spirituality looks like and and you get to make that sustainable for yourself like that is that is a journey that you yourself are the only one that can do and like it's it is going to pay you back when you when you find it it's it's gonna pay you back and then it won't feel so weird it won't feel so silly it won't feel so fake (laughs) yeah 
it'll just feel like a part of who you are, which might be different, and it probably will be really different. But like, oh, let it be different. Ah, mm-hmm. oh. you know, one of the things that like really opened up the world of magic to me and helped me to realize to simplify it was um, uh, that I a friend le- lent me this book of spells, and it was this very um, expansive, like all kinds of spells for everything. And I was looking for some cleansing spells for my house. Um, and, and one of the spells was like, sweep your house and then, you know, do whatever the, the simple ritual was. I don't say some words or add some things or mm-hmm. whatever to what you swept up and then sweep it outside. Like that was the spell was sweeping and then get like, wow. And I was like, oh my God, I've been overcomplicating this. Like magic just exists in our daily life. Everything that we do is a spell. Everything that we do oh my God. is 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 an action, a ritual, and like we don't have to do magic. We can just we can just be doing magic. Like we don't have to do magic. Yes, magic is always being done. We just have to recognize oh it happening. God. Yeah. Yes, that's literally. I was just thinking about that with creativity. Like creativity, magic is in everything mm-hmm. where as you're walking down the sidewalk or as you're operating through your life where you place your body in space is creative mm-hmm. how your body moves in space is creative and it just like knowing that no one else is is operating how you operate mm-hmm. and just like being empowered by that creativity yeah and that um um, what word did you did you use, Jesus? I <laughs> I can't remember what okay. I said last much. Never word mind. Used for what? For um, just like uh, creativity and also like what you what you were talking about. Magic, anyway, energy, magic. Thank yeah. you, oh, magic. Jesus. <laughs> yes, magic. So like, there is magic in everything. Yes, there is agreed. magic where. Like you, I don't know. Yes, I I fully b- agree and believe in that statement that there is magic, though you might not believe it's happening or you might not put the intention or the energy into that magic. Mm-hmm. But even sweeping the floor yeah. and imagining that as like the dust bunnies of your mind, you know, like yeah. it's whatever you put well, into it. It was the literal and the symbolic. Like yeah. I was looking for cleansing spells and this cleansing spell was cleaning your house. Like that, like, like that we, I think I overcomplicate magic by making it this, you know, complex. I got to light candles and light incense and recite words totally. and, or, and organize stones. And those are, that is magic as well. But also yes. magic is everything. And, and, you know, it's, it's a part, cause for me, like, like I said, doing things like taking time out to perform a ritual is not something that is easy for me, mm-hmm. but also I don't want that to mean I can't, you know, and have energy or magic in my life. And so yes. realizing that magic is everything and everything is magic was very freeing for me. Yeah. Yeah. And it is there. That is a big thing, especially with the internet and it being an endless resource of information, mm-hmm. it is so overwhelming. Yeah. Because especially coming from people or from a background um, 
that is very like symbolic and ritualistic like everything has a meaning so if it's not there what does that mean about it you know like if you don't have a candle if you don't have a stone if you don't have a crystal like even if you don't have like a quiet space to go for yourself if it's not safe for you to set up something like that you can still set it up in your mind or you can still like there is still magic to be conjured though it isn't it isn't that outward it isn't that ritualistic and again it's just like subscribe whatever meaning you want to it but but uh, yeah that but that alone is like pretty anxiety ridding (laughs) ridding Uh, riddling riddling anxiety inducing yeah there we go yep uh one thing i did want to mention i don't think i really want to deep dive into it because I think it is a pretty big topic and maybe we can uh, we can um, we can really like unpack it on it in a different episode entirely but mm-hmm. um, when I think of spirituality one of the things that I really had a difficult time with and it took me a really long time to um, start to reconcile was when I came out of religion you know, Pentecostalism, I came out of Pentecostalism, Pentecostalism is incredibly charismatic. It's very dramatic. It's very, um, um, what's the word? You know, Pentecostalism is, Pentecostalism is known for, you know, speaking in tongues, running around, dancing, jumping, being loud, being expressive, all of these things. And, mm-hmm. right, and that was all in the move of the spirit. And I think we talked about that on a different episode, you know, the, 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 the spirit moving that. And so when I, and those were all real experiences, I'm not entirely, entirely sure how we had them or why we had them, but yeah. the experience was real. The feeling was real. The emotions were real. Mm-hmm. And so when I came out of Pentecostalism, I just completely shut myself off to anything that even remotely resembled that yeah because i had attached spirituality and that those feelings to the toxic aspects of religion and they were one and the same and i wanted nothing to do with magic i wanted nothing to do with rituals or tarot or it's just another religion meditation or yeah i under a definition you know exactly and i didn't any kind of meditation looked like prayer and i don't fucking pray anymore you know um you know like tarot cards looked like a prophecy being a prophet um, and I didn't want anything to do with that. Everything was connected, yep. you know, and now I've kind of learned that, yeah, because Pentecostalism and it's, you know, like Christianity just uh, appropriates everything, yep. takes, takes everything, switches it to what benefits them and then it absorbs it and makes it their own and then yep. claims it claims to be the origin of it. Right. Cr- just for reference, Pentecostalism isn't or- original in anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so that was really hard for me to reconcile and to then it was a very slow process of getting back into opening, you know, my mind and my heart yep. to anything that even remotely resembled spirituality. And I started with tarot. That's what I started with. And actually, Noel, the um, Tucker Noir, the the host of that was on right before us, is the one that got me started with tarot. And... Um, Oracle decks, they, yeah, you know, and that was kind of my introduction back into 
um, spirituality. And now I have five tarot decks. And Hell I use yeah. them every single day. Hell yeah. <laughs> yes. And, and I think... I think we all go through an atheist kind of phase fresh out. You know, we all have this extreme like aversion and dislike and, you know, to some extent hatred, you know, everybody's on a spectrum. Everybody feels this grief differently, but there is that like that, like aversion or discomfort all the way to like rage to Mm -hmm. anything symbolic with religion. And, because it's everywhere because it's so unchecked everywhere it's impossible to get away from and because christianity um pentecostalism in like specifically appropriates everything particularly in my environment because mm-hmm. every single fucking person in my church that i grew up with was white and they just you know we appropriated literally do. everything <laughs> yeah and so because of that it it was everywhere not it wasn't everywhere because christianity and pentecostal had infiltrated into the world like they were taught us to believe it was no you just literally fucking copied everything you yep. copied everything and ruined it yep and and that was that 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 flip that that had to flip in my in my um understanding of what was going on not yeah. that pentecostalism had infiltrated everything in the world but kind of it has because christianity we talked about christianity being the default religion christianity and government mm-hmm. and society in general are so fucking closely yeah related yes um but it was that it's not because it they're so it's not because that's the default or how it should be it's because they've appropriated everything you know something that just came to mind Again, that definition of spirituality is kind of still rocking my world a little bit because I didn't realize how just how much like human the human experience is really closely with spirituality. I mean, astrology is about human, like the existence of a human, um, you know, being present in your human experience, having even your intuition, like having this voice that comes from somewhere but that you're supposed that you have this power that you can safely follow with some inner guidance you know Mm -hmm. there's a whole like balance there Mm -hmm. um but that The next question that we had on the list that i really do want to get into and you know we've only got roughly 15 minutes left of the show, um, when I thought this was really interesting, was uh, queerness, queerness and spirituality. Mm-hmm. You know, where like that, it's so interesting because in 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 Christianity, gen- in general, and um, Pentecostalism specifically, queerness is just abhorred. It's mm-hmm. just absolutely despised. It's disgusting. It's you know the worst thing that could reject yes. postpone mm-hmm. um uh, suppress uh, cut that. out exercise all of that yep. all, all of, of it that. but when you look at spirituality queerness is fundamental yep. it's integrated it's i don't even want to say integrated in the sense it's not like it's not like added to it's just a part of yeah like, i mean what do you, what do you when you imagine someone being empowered in their queerness 
and going back to the definition of spirituality, which is like finding purpose and like meaning in a human experience, that sounds pretty synonymous to me. Yes, absolutely. Um, I've also, I personally had the opinion that like queer people are often a little bit more connected to the energy and spirituality in general. Um, And I've thought maybe it was because of people who are kind of, who have a little bit more of a struggle in their life are kind of forced to um, tap into strength outside of themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's often spirituality. That's often energy. That's often the energy of the world, you know? Yeah. And um, so it tends, it's kind of like a point of survival. And I think that that is true, but also just if you look at most cultures or most um, uh, like the history of humankind, it's not, not mainstream history. They are not going to teach you, but actual history of, of just existence. Queerness was, has been a part of humanity since the beginning of whatever it's never not been a part it was never added in it was never right. it was never discovered it was never altered or changed or realized or evolved it just was yeah always yeah and on top of that in many cultures queerness was regarded as as um exactly that more connected Mm -hmm. to spirituality they were often queer people were often regarded as as um spiritual leaders or um uh like the guidance like the guides Um, of this physical realm because they had intuition of a spiritual level yeah i'm reading a book right now just simply called queer magic and it is uh um like they go like culture like by like timeline i think cultures mm-hmm. and just like different cultures from different areas of the world and, oh, and what they wow. believe yeah and then where queerness fits into that and, and what their view of queerness was and it's absolutely fascinating it's absolutely you know the first chapter is kind of like going back to early the earliest records that they have of of this area of, of an area yeah um and it's just like and and they were talking about i was telling you earlier they're talking about how um uh, some of the laws, the the some of the laws that we have today and how we like the social norms, crime, yeah, kind of well, thing. like crime versus punishment. Some of the oh. law structure that we have today started it there, like wh- when laws, when just not even laws, but just like okay, you know, like s- the first the first action of something that needed to be addressed, like, you know, something big or whatever theft or, or whatever the, the, you know, big ones. Yeah. Um, not that theft is big, but I was, you know, whatever. It can be, it can be that, but just the first time that ever happened, uh, they're like, how do we deal with this? Like we've caught someone doing this now. What, what do we do about it? Right. Some of that structure is still structure we use today. And, wow. um, and in this original like book of law, the laws from this culture, uh, queerness is not mentioned. And the person writing the book was stating that like that's either because it wasn't a bad enough of a offense to warrant being included to even in the talk laws, about, yeah, or it wasn't an offense at all. 
it was just hmm. part of life. Like those are the two reasons that it wouldn't something wouldn't make it into the law book. So what yeah. I'm getting is like either way, it's not s- like worth like death or yeah. being stoned in a bad way to yeah. death. Mm-hmm. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 the point that they were making was that like it's probably just part of life, but but even if it was quote unquote unnatural or yeah. not how it's supposed to be or even if those things were true it's not bad enough to even warrant a law about it right it's not bad enough to even mention in the things that are going to uphold you know like like or to avoid chaos in, yeah in, yeah in, in society like it's not like, it's sure. not a morality yes, thing. It's like, not. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Right? In the in that context, in the context of crime and punishment. You know? I mean, yeah. If we're talking about what is worth a crime, and you know that kind of goes with morality, stealing something that isn't yours. I think maybe a lot, a majority of people can agree that's not fair. Therefore, it should be and for, righted for purposes besides survival yes yeah. yes just want um, to clarify that yeah um thank you mm-hmm. um so that's like that's not i super lost my train of thought i'm sorry I didn't, that's I, okay i just wanted to clarify that if you're stealing food to eat because you're hungry and, and our government doesn't provide that and yeah sucks, more power to you there are a lot of like really gray lines or like fuzzy totally. fuzzy areas here in like morality but that's like the whole point is morality mm-hmm. is very individualized yes. and so assigning this like morality to who you engage personal intimacy with that seems pretty like specifically man made yes like that idea that i don't know that morality can even be quantified you know that like yeah (laughs) that like (laughs) morality can be like oh these 10 things are the moral standard no they're not like everything yeah everything is is um I don't know if this is going to be... No, I don't even know if I should make that comparison. But, like, everything is in context besides, you know, like, like you know... I, everything. Everything is in context. Everything is in context. Almost everything is in context. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and so it's... Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of ludicrous for someone... Ludicrous to... For someone to um, imply that something like queerness has ever been um, immoral yeah immoral or or viewed as something that is legally wrong much less morally wrong you know i'm really interested in when you get to the point that it starts to develop as like because there is a time there is a time i'm sure that can be pinpointed as to when that started to be preached Yes. Because I fi- I'm I mean, pretty sure it was the beginning of Christianity. <laughs> I was going to say, call me paranoid or like a conspiracy theorist, no. but I feel like there's a strategic placement in when that started to become yeah. a teaching yep. and like a deep-rooted something that... I mean, don't at me with this one. Don't come for me. But like, <laughs> in general, um, in general, for my understanding, the concept of monogamy, the concept of hetero... Um, normativity, normativity, the yeah. concept of marriage being between a man and a woman, um, that started with Christian, like it be that con- those concepts 
began with Christianity. Yeah. Um, monogamy is not, yep. is a very recent concept. Marriage um, yeah. is a very recent concept. The, the, um, You're right. the nuclear family is, yeah. is a very recent concept and you can trace it mostly back to religion. Um, because yeah. religion and like religion was created to control people. That's what it was created to do. Not spirituality, mind you, religion. Yeah. Was created yes. to control people. Superhuman. The worship of a superhuman controlling mm -hmm. God or gods. Right. Mm-hmm. That just like ah gives me prickles every time. Mm -hmm. Like you want to worship a controlling entity? Yeah. Sorry, I'm not trying to shit on other people's way of life, but like, well, I've got control issues. There's a difference also. There's a huge difference between worshiping an entity and acknowledging an entity. Um, mm. uh, 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 like thinking fondly of an entity, yeah. recognizing an entity's effect in your life, recognizing that um, that acknowledging or meditating or whatever, recognizing that community is really beneficial and this particular religion has a great community. Those are all different things than worshiping. What in, like, a question that what I ask... What in myself, God's name? Precisely. <laughs> what in our lives, let, what's what, what am I trying to say? When in a, your daily life or your human existence is worshiping anything ever a good idea? Worship, realistically, in my opinion, is closer to obsession than it is Ooh. like like this beautiful spiritual experience. Yeah. It's attaching a permanence to it. Ooh. If you say, I worship God, everyone's like, oh, good job. You're a good Christian. Yeah. If you say, I worship money. If you say, I worship wow. food. I worship coffee. I worship myself. my partner. I worship myself. Wow. I, even, even I worship the earth. I worship the earth. No other context, if you started out with I worship, is anyone going to be like, good for you. But with God, it but is. But with God, it is. And that's like, you know, this is like, it brings me back to one of the reasons why we're doing this mm -hmm. is because religion is often spun as the antidote to this shitty life that we're living. But it yeah. isn't talked about that it is often the damage-er, like yeah. the one that is causing this trauma or the one that is... The entity, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not saying that the people are what is causing this trauma. Often they are with the religion as the tool. Yes, you know? exactly. Well, and I have been thinking about this a lot, about breaking down, because I am, tr I am acknowledging and realizing often with this podcast, it's bringing up a lot of things in my life and then with a lot of those things that are being brought up, I'm, I'm realizing I do have positive memories mixed in there. There are a couple of good grapes, you know, and, um, I'm trying to like, okay, like I understand that religion is a tool and abuse is, you know, bad, obviously. Mm -hmm. And that a lot of the, like a lot of these things cause trauma for me. So then what in those experiences were good. What was it about church that was good? What was it about church? 
Yeah. My like, what was it? And it wasn't religion or worshiping God. It was community. It was people. It was, um, uh, it was fun. It was games. It was positive relationships. It was connections. It was the connections. Um, even the structure of church, a lot of times, like, like worship, worship service, bad music, beautiful, moving, engaging, yeah, preaching sermons, not so great, but, like public speaking about about things public a public speech about tools that you can use to better your life great like the 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 elements of of um religion mm-hmm. relig- church religious structure are the fundament the fundamental elements are positive they're just used poorly yeah and kind of that like tell you know um tell two truths and one lie or what's that saying or like two truths like it, yeah like, two 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 truths and a lie yeah it's like that the concept of like a really 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 good lie is being is told within truths like mm-hmm. you tell someone a truth to make up and that's how it is it's like yeah oh yeah these tools are really great for your life they are great for your life but not in not in the context of do them only for Jesus. Yeah. It's do them for others, do them for you, do them, you know, because they're good things to do. Does that make sense? Yes. 100%. Um, I know we're getting a little close to the time. I have a card ready. If we just want to go straight into it. We, that's great. Also, I got a new tarot deck this week, and <gasps> I also wanted to pull a card yes. from that tarot deck. Yes. So you read your card, and I'm going to grab my deck, if that's okay. Yes, I will. Um, Yeah, I will. Oh, okay. So I got the Ace of Wands. So um, the Ace of Wands uh, is, if you will permit me, the Wands... Are symbolize the active principle, initiative, energy, and will, power, generative force, development, progress, work, new projects, and new initiatives. How interesting. So the ace, courage, energy, growth, fertility. So for, I mean, what I get from that is that there will be in in the development in the progress in the work of whatever you're doing that there will be a f- a surge of energy or a surge of growth or a surge of courage and i'm not sure if it if it um it doesn't necessarily say anything positive like it will be easy but it says i don't know that's just what i get from it is like in this surge of energy with courage and growth it might come with a lot of like discomfort or uncertainty but there is energy there i guess just like just hang on to that surfboard and ride that wave like she's coming but she will end you know what i mean Yeah. That's a good one. I like that one. Thank you. I don't know if you can see mine. Yeah, they are stunning. Can you see the holographic? I absolutely can. It's like it's like a black blue iridescence. There's like the rainbow iridescence. And the artwork is beautiful. This is called the this is this deck is called uh the This Might Hurt. (gasps) This might hurt tarot deck. Oh wait, like can you just like flash me a couple cards? I think I've seen Um, well, let me pull the card first yes. and I'll show you. Yes, yes. 
to mess with that. Yes. Um, oh, they're so pretty. Uh, I pulled the Queen of Pentacles. Ooh. Uh, but yeah, look at look at some of these cards. Oh the wow! Stunning, isn't it? <sighs> yeah, the artwork is really beautiful. Yes. It was done by a queer artist as well. Hell yeah! Yeah, it was. It's really amazing, and I like. They talk about in the book about how they have multiple readers and and contributors, so it wasn't just them. Yeah. You know, and yeah, it's really cool. That's cool. I like. I like the collaborative mm -hmm. efforts because that's like I don't know. There is a lot of power in one person's narrative, but there is. I mean however many more powers and energies there are, it is that much more powerful. Agreed, 100%. Um, and also more applicable, more relatable. All Agreed, I agree, I agree. So the Queen of Pentacles is... Um, I'm going to move my mic a little bit because my eyes are not very good. There we go. I'm going to lean towards the light. Our Lady Who Has It All. Um, this is really cool. The artwork is... Ooh, can women have it all? To this infuriating question, the Queen of Pentacles answers a resounding yes. Hell yes. Uh, this queen is one of is one of capable. Why can I not see this? Oh, you're doing this great. This queen is one capable bitch. She earns <laughs> a decent income, keeps a beautiful home, and takes loving care of her family. She enjoys the material spoils of her labor and uses them to enrich her own life as well as the lives of her loved ones. Um, that's kind of the description of the artwork of the card, which I think is really cool. Cool. Um, like the, the, no, like this description of the card. And then the, the next one is the artwork. Um, but I'm not going to read that because no one can see it. <laughs> I mean, us. maybe you <laughs> should read it because no one can see it. That's true. <laughs> um, it's up to you, whatever. Oh, no, this is actually part of the reading. Um, uh, if you are the Queen of Pentacles, the Queen of Pentacles, it is time to channel all of her positive traits. How does she do it? The answer is stability. The Queen may seem capable of doing just about everything, but the truth is she has made calculated choices to build a life that is sustainable and within her means. She's uh. not about to run off after an outrageous idea or risky love interest. She's efficient capable and does not take irrational risks sometimes building this kind of fruitful stability requires sacrifice and a narrowed focus the queen of pentacles is someone in your if the queen of pentacles is someone in your life she is likely someone incredibly nurturing she is practical and reliable she is a good friend and dedicated family member if she has come into your life then you are very lucky indeed you know, that kind of flows well with the card I just read, which mm -hmm. is like a surge of energy. Yeah. Like just that like wave of energy mm -hmm. and growth. Yeah. And I like that's a bitch in box too. I know. The box is the box is black with gold um art and etching. Gold iridescent. Oh, and it's got a magnetized little flap, y'all. You can't see it, but beautiful, I'm friend. a box. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean this as sexually as it sounds, but I'm a box You're guy. Into boxes. <laughs> I'm into boxes. <laughs> that was really good. They just come in all sorts of shapes and sizes <laughs> and opens all sorts of different ways. And <laughs> oh, God. Inclusivity. There's Inclusivity. beauty and diversity. <laughs> um.
Yes. If you would like to follow us, um, yeah, we have social media. We have uh, it's our turn pod on Instagram. I'm also a personal goal. I'm going to make a Twitter this week. Hell yeah! Yeah, I'm excited about that. So I will. We will let you know about that. Um, but it's our turn pod for Instagram. Also, it's our turn pod at gmail.com if you would like to email us questions, comments. Um, subject topics, engagement in general. You can also DM us on Instagram. That's a really good way to yeah. contact. Um, it's our turn as well. Yep. Um, and yeah, we have a podcast that comes out every Wednesday or Thursday. I say Wednesday. Last this week, it happened Wednesday, on Thursday. Hopefully Thursday. Exactly. <laughs> or yeah, <laughs> we have 15 episodes uploaded. And as of this morning, I checked, and we have almost 150 downloads. We're like two away from 150. That's so incredible. A milestone for me. Like, I feel like that's a lot. Like, like, like 100 and some people have downloaded our podcast 150 times to listen to. That's incredible to me. So I am just like floored with mm -hmm. gratitude. I know. It's really amazing. It is. Yeah. So, you know. Thank you for listening. Yeah. You are just as much contributing to this work and this energy as we are. You know, like, I don't know. Yeah. You're doing great Absol by just listening. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it, makes it, it makes it easier to continue to do this. And I got a, a chance to tell, talk to someone this week and, and tell them again that we the reason that we do this is for hopefully validation and comfort for people who have gone through it and education for people who have not or have mm -hmm. or did not have a negative experience yeah. in religion. So yeah. um, it's 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 really amazing. It's, I feel really fortunate to have this opportunity and to even be able to do this and to use our experiences in this way. So Yeah, yeah. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week. I um, believe the top, because it's a new month, so I believe... If uh, I, mm. I believe that we're going to be talking about language. I, th I think so. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm very, I am overwhelmingly excited about that topic. Language yep. is so fascinating to me. I love everything about it. I love how we talk, when we talk, what we talk about. I love everything. Yep. Surprise, surprise. I'm talking on podcast. But <laughs> I absolutely love it. So we'll start our um, month-long discussion of language next Saturday. Next Saturday. Join us back. Yes. One o'clock. Grabs, grab your water, grab your things. Gra grab yourself, whatever. Grab you yourself. <laughs> feel free to leave <laughs> your logic and um, I don't know what else you've got going on, but BYOB <laughs> at one on Saturday. Oh, <laughs> uh, we love you all. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.